Hey Eagles fans, this is Mike K from NJ Advanced Media and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on nj.com slash eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech service where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us and we'll respond to your phone. With me today, as always, is my fellow Eagles beat reporter Chris Franklin, and that's about all that you're going to get from a normal uh, No Huddle Show podcast opening because, wow, the Eagles have moved on from Doug Peterson, quote-unquote, parted ways with the Super Bowl-winning head coach after five seasons on the job. This one is going to leave a sour taste in the mouth of a lot of fans. Some fans wanted to see the change. Uh, It seems like Carson Wentz reportedly wanted the change. Chris, what's your reaction to this? And when, I, when I first heard it, I, I couldn't believe it because I thought that, especially with what he offered, what he was able to go ahead and bring to the city for like about five years, it was it was a bad year last year. But the fact that he was able to go ahead and try to fix it, it, it was just shocking to me. And I still don't understand how the Eagles could make a move like this without. I mean, just get why, why didn't they give him one more year? I mean, if I'm a coach looking at this position, I'm looking at the salary caps, crap. And you're looking at the way the uh, and, and looking at the roster right now, and then you have to deal with this quarterback situation. It's just a, it's just a mess right now. And, and what top candidates will really want this job right now? I mean, what what do you think about this? Well, that's the thing. I think that once you get past all of this, I, I, I just. You just fired a guy three years after a Super Bowl. You fired a guy after five years on the job after making three consecutive playoff appearances. Like, I just... Uh, um, it's just one of those things, man. Uh, I... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, if you're, if, you're a, if you're a head coaching candidate, why do you want this job? You've got a quarterback who is disgruntled. You've got another quarterback who you don't know what he's really is at this moment. Uh, that you that your organization and the front office, who's still intact, by the way, just spent a second round pick on. Um, there's glaring holes all throughout the defense. The offense is aging or underdeveloped. This is a mess. And look, you know what? I, I think Howie Roseman gets a tough break. I think a lot of people put a lot on him. He's definitely deserving of tons of criticism. Um, I was in favor if you're going to move on from Doug Peterson to move on from Howie Roseman as well. I think you need to clean slate if you're going to move on from either. But yeah, man, I, I, the optics of this job are not great. And there's six other openings, I think. The Jaguars' job's better. I think the Jets' job's better. I think the Chargers' job is definitely better. Um, this is definitely in the bottom of, bottom half of this group. Uh, what do you say? I believe that, too, because, I mean, to go ahead and put, unless they're going to promote from within, a, a guy like Deuce Daly, who knows the, whole, knows the layout of the land, right, to, so to speak, unless they're going to promote within, Who's who's gonna to want to come here? I mean, you look at the charge job. You have you have Justin Herbert. You have mostly you have all those guys right there. You have young talent there. When you come back and look at this, a head coach is gonna to want to put install his own philosophy, his own systems. I mean, for all we know, the the new head coach could want to put a three four. I mean, there's so much so much stuff, so many resources you need to go ahead and get the players you need. You need to give them time as well too. This thing just set the Eagles back considerably. And and if they do promote from within, 
and it doesn't work for a year, you just wasted a sixty round pick on a guy on his vision, and then you're probably hopefully not picking high again to go ahead and start the whole thing all over again. So it'll be a waste of years. Just it, it, it's asinine to me to make this move without you, like you said, either get rid of both Roseman and Peterson or let them run one more year. And that way, if they both fail again, you go and clean house, you have more cat space and you have draft picks as well, too. I, I think that's just this decision is just it, it just seems like it's a more of emotional, even though they thought about it, it just seems like it's more emotional, especially if we heard he was safe after week 16. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, I don't know. I'm like at a loss, to be honest with you. Look here. You know, I've uh, I've been very frank in saying that the Eagles needed to decide between Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. I don't know if Carson Wentz is still here, even after this move. Um, it seems like the team is headed for a major reset. They're not going to be good for a while, in my opinion, just based on the makeup of this team. Um, this feels like a complete reworking on the on the way and I you know um I'm kind of blown away by this because why wait this long why parade this out why give Doug Peterson two shots at impressing you as an owner I just think Jeffrey Lurie uh has made a decision from an optics standpoint that is not going to be well received throughout the league and if I'm a head coaching candidate, I'm genuinely like, well, if a guy can lose his job three years after winning a Super Bowl, what's my leash going to be if I can only win maybe a playoff game or two in the first three years when this is a massive rebuild that I'm going to have to undertake? And that is a massive problem, okay? On top of that, you have a GM who could be on the hot seat as well. If he's gone in a year, you might have to work with another GM. And there's no chance that that, I mean, there is a chance that that GM might want to move on from you as well. I just don't know if you're, if you have your pick of the litter here for head coaching jobs, why you would pick the Eagles. Um, It's part of the reason why I think maybe they decide that, uh, you know, they stick internally. I think Deuce Staley is a guy who fits the makeup of a CEO like head coach where he hires two really inspiring coordinators and they work under him. And they do their thing. But man, I, I don't know. But anyway, let's get into uh, the the possible candidates. Because actually, you know what? Before we do that, sorry about that. Let's get into Doug Peterson's legacy. Um, obviously, Andy Reid's going to be known as the coach. Dick Vermeil had a very good run here. Um, Buddy Ryan is obviously still well thought of, but where do you think Doug Peterson ranks in the, among those four guys? I probably put him in number two, uh, just for the fact, I think, I think Reed's a hall of fame caliber coach, not Eagles hall of fame, but overall NFL caliber coach. And the fact that he was able not only to get them through four straight NFC championship appearances and the tree, just look at the coaching tree that he's had go on from those teams. I mean, Brad Childress, I mean, Ron Rivera, Leslie Frazier, all those guys, and John Harbaugh, all those guys that became head coaches under him while he was during his tenure here in Philadelphia and the success he had. I think he's number one in the long-term success. Peterson is right there behind him at number two, I think. When you look at he was able to win the Super Bowl, he was able to take this team three times out of four years to the playoffs. I mean, that that's Philadelphia has not been 
known a known place to have long term success. But behind Reed and Peterson, you haven't had long term success here, which once again makes his firing so 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 question his firing. But you look at the ways it's definitely that one. Vermeil's probably put three because he took him to Super Bowl, and then you have you can fill in whoever you want to after four. But those three guys, that's bad. And Peterson's the second one. Where are you where are you placing them, man? Yeah, I think I, I, I'm with you on that one. I know it's not very good radio, but I would say he's number two, just like I think, you know, Peterson is weird. He's kind of like the Nick Foles of head coaches. He did win the Super Bowl. He had a great, really short-term run. Uh, you wouldn't say he's the best coach. You wouldn't say he's the most gifted. You wouldn't whatever. But I, I think when you look back at the level of importance to the franchise, you could put him no lower than two. Um. Look, let's get into the candidates, because to me, there are seven guys that make sense. I don't envision Jeffrey Lurie hiring a defensive-minded head coach. That's just not the way he thinks. It's also sets you up where if the offensive coordinator play, uh, coaches very, very well, you're probably going to lose him in a year or two. Um, <clears throat> give me three candidates that you really, really like off the top of your head. First one, I'm going... I know everybody's going to have trepidation with this because going back to college after Chip Kelly, but I think Lincoln Riley is one of the one of the main guys. I mean, you've seen what he's been able to do with quarterbacks. He's really big on decisiveness. You see what he's done with not only Kyler Murray, but Jalen Hurts as well, too. And I think even if the team decides to stick with Carson Wentz, I think he can go ahead and make him a better quarterback and in a system that definitely helps out, that basically is going to be quarterback friendly. I think that's good. Uh, second one, Eric Bieniemy, And the reason why I think Bieniemy is done is that, is that he and uh, – he basically he and Dorsey have a good uh, relationship to begin with, and even though Dorsey's not the general manager per se, I could see him being in uh, Howie's ear, going, "Hey, you should bring this guy in." And knowing how this team has an affinity for the Andy Reid coaching tree, I think he's one. And then finally, I think you you, you look in house and you give Deuce Daly a shot. I mean, the guy's paid his dues; he's worked his way up from running backs coach. He's gone ahead and be the assistant head coach. He filled in for Peterson when Peterson had COVID, and he ran the team for a little bit as well too. And I think I think Laurie. I think he's really, really respected within the organization. I think Glory really respects him. I think he he's due for a shot eventually. He was going to be offensive coordinator last year, but that got blocked. So I wouldn't be surprised if they at least brought him in for an interview and maybe seriously consider him. I mean, I, I, do you still think Arthur's – and I know you, you're high on Arthur Smith. You think still think he'd be the main guy to bring in for his team? I don't think they will hire him, but I do think he should be the guy. I mean, if you look at – it, the way that he has worked with Ryan Tannehill, the way he's ingrained the running game, the way he plays to the strengths of his players, and the way he's also built up his resume through one franchise. I think that that's very important to to Laurie. I think it, it shows that he has the ability to ascend. You know, a lot of people talk about how great play callers are, and then those guys get head coaching jobs and they bomb. But I think something that's really important to look at is the way a guy ascends within his own company. Because once you understand a bunch of different roles, you can continually get better at knowing what goes on around you. And I think that that's really important. He's been a play caller. He's been a, a position coach. He's been an intern. He's done all of these things. And I think uh, from that angle, he, he's a guy who's very qualified. Um the other guy I'm going to talk about is Brian Dable. I, I just love the way Josh Allen's game is, has kind of really blossomed over the last two years. Uh, Carson Wentz has a similar playing style. I mean, I, I once wrote that Josh Allen um, throws a ball so hard, it's like he's trying to punish the wind for existing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think that 
Dable's really been able to utilize him and make him a significantly uh, valuable quarterback. I mean, I think he's an MVP candidate and I really like that. And then I guess my, my last guy, since you took Riley Deuce and, and um, sorry, who was your third? Oh, and, and Eric B. Um, when I look at, at Greg Roman, he's a guy who's really done a good job of taking advantage of mobility with his quarterbacks. He's got a long history of coaching on offense. He's an Atlantic City native. Um, he's a guy who could be an interesting dark horse candidate. I know the Eagles have a couple of connections to him. He's got the Harbaugh background that, you know, is appealing. He'd be interesting if the team decided to move forward with Jalen Hurts. So those would be my three guys. Um, look, I, I think a guy like Jim Codwell makes sense. I know that's not going to really excite anyone. I, I'm all aboard the deuce train if uh, – that's weird phrasing, sorry. But I'm uh, – you know, um, excuse me uh, – I think Deuce would make a lot of sense, especially if you're going to hire two premium head coaching candidate or uh, coordinators to kind of balance him out and balance out his lack of experience as a head coach. He's also never been a play caller. I wouldn't make him a play caller. I'd make him one of those Doug Marone style CEO head coaches. Um, look, the fan base loves Deuce. The players love Deuce. He's a guy who's easily relatable. It seems like he also says all the right things and knows how to develop talent. That's a very, very rare trait on this co- current coaching staff. I also think it gives you some familiarity for the younger pups that they've brought in. Um, but, you know, this is not an appealing job, in my opinion. I, I just don't... I don't see a lot of people jumping at the chance to work under Je- uh, Howie Roseman, given his reputation, the way that Jeffrey Lurie was extremely impatient with, with Doug Peterson gives me a lot of pause would give me a lot of pause but let's get into something you wrote about um the you wrote about the um the way this could impact Carson Wentz let's talk about that what are your thoughts well I think this definitely skews favorably in, in a lot of in Wentz's favor I think when you look at the decision that was made apparently with all the reports going that he couldn't, he wasn't getting along with Peterson. I mean, that element's now gone. And without Peterson around there, I think it means that Wentz is more likely to come back. And I think if anything, I think, I think personally they're going to still keep both of these quarterbacks, but you know me, I, I like to, I tend to think they're going to run it back no matter what, but I think they could, if it's potential, they could move on from Hertz as well too, to try to get whatever they can for them. I think that, uh, Depending on the offensive mind you bring in, I think they're going to go. I think I th- really think Lori believes, especially with all that money they invested in him, I think that Lori really believes that he can fix them. And I think for the Eagles' sake, it, I think it makes more sense to go ahead and make sure they fix them because you need you invested all those draft picks in order to get them, and then you also had to pay thirty four got thirty four million dollars coming up next year, even if it was on a team or not, even if he doesn't restructure. So I think they're going to st- try to do whatever they can, exhaust whatever resources, whatever minds they can bring in to go ahead and try to fix this. I mean, do, do you think, here you go. Do you feel as if Wentz is going to be back? And if not, would you still continue with Hurts even with a new quarterback, a uh, new coach, excuse me? I'm sorry, repeat that. You cut out. Oh, sorry. Uh, what, what, do you feel as if they're going to be a, bringing a new coach? Uh, if they bring in a new coach, they're going to return with Wentz or would you still stick with Hurts? I, I think it depends on what the, what, 
the head coach wants to do, right? I, I would keep an open mind. I think, you know, the Eagles are going to get this reputation as a brass where they really forced a lot of things on Doug Peterson. And that's part of the reason why this didn't work out. If I'm hiring a new head coach, I've got to be open-minded about what this, or, or, or I, I've got to have an open-minded process with my bosses. And so I think that that's critical. Uh, I just think that if you're going to do this, which they are, um, you've got to keep an open mind to what the coach wants. You can't force a quarterback on them. And, and, and look, if you're all in on Carson Wentz, you're going to have to look for a guy who's all in on Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be an easy find. It might be. I mean, look, he's a former second overall pick. He's a talented player. Uh, he is redeemable in my opinion. But when you look at this thing from an overarching standpoint, you have to feel comfortable with ownership and the general manager not getting too involved in how you build this this team. You want to feel like you're getting a fair shake. You want to feel like you have as much say as possible as a head coach. And if I'm going into these meetings, I'm saying, look, I, I this is the staff that I want. This is the quarterback that I want. Here's what I think about Wentz. Here's what I think about Hurts. And then you move from there because everything's happening fast and, and furious right now because they, they waited a week. If I'm the Eagles, I'm trying to set up my next head coach to change the narrative and change the process and the perception around this franchise. Enough meddling, enough you know, forcing guys on, on to the coach, it's time to let the next guy release, you know, set his mark on this franchise. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. They really do need to go ahead and make sure. And, and I hope, really hope they don't meddle in this one. Cause you, you can't, you gotta let a coach be able to do what you brought him, him in to do. And the more and more you go ahead and, and you hear these reports saying that Peterson just had enough of being told that we well, bring in, like it's not Madden when it comes to NFL and these, and a lot of these owners have to realize that. I mean, I know they're investing a lot of money in, but you, they hire these guys in order to go ahead and do the best jobs they possibly can. So I hope it's not the case where Lori's going in, but then saying, Hey, I need this guy. I need this guy. Or we should make this move. And I think Roseman needs to rely a little bit more on Dorsey's experience and other, what other people have told him, but they, they have to let whoever comes in next, let them do their job. They, they just have to. And I think that's a good spot to kind of end this on this emergency podcast. Remember, you can sign up for Eagles Extra at nj.com slash text. Uh, we're doing weekly Q&As on Fridays. They're exclusive, and you can ask me as many questions as you want. You can also download the No Huddle Show podcast wherever podcasts are available. For Chris, I'm Mike. Hopefully, we'll have some news for you soon. Another emergency podcast on the way. You've been listening to the No Huddle Show podcast. Thanks again for tuning in.